How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Maybe I should have that read ready when the music's playing and also McKeon says, you're live. You are live. We do have Graceffo and McKeon producing the show. Final two hours back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. McCarthy preparing another award-winning update here in about 26 minutes. Conversation we'll have the last hour and a half or so on this Saturday night huge show. LeBron James says, with conviction, he ain't playing. If the NBA plays regular season games and maybe even the playoffs and who knows, the NBA finals of this coronavirus outbreak continues. I say just don't play the games. Who wants to watch games with no fans? Could you imagine if the NCAA tournament, and there's no plans yet, they are talking about condensing the venue locations. They are looking at that right now, of condensing where they're going to have venues and try and figure out how they could play basketball around the clock, and they all have these emergency plans, and they have a medical council the NCAA is relying on, along with the Center for Disease Control. So I'm just asking you, uh, if they're going to play the games for the sake of money, what message is that when they're telling us, oh, you can't come in because you may transmit the coronavirus? But we're going to play the games and go home and watch on TV. Come on. I think it's one of the biggest asinine moves I've ever seen. And I know it's being done in Italy with their top soccer league. There's talk of UEFA and some of the champions leagues and games being played behind closed doors. They have done that in Japan with their... Baseball. I'm asking you in America. Because since we talked last week, things have changed in a hurry in seven days. Chicago State canceled their final two games of the season. Men's and women didn't want to go out west and play. Didn't want west teams coming into play. And Chicago State. You also had 
the Johns Hopkins University. D3 games, no spectators allowed in bold red writing on the doors on a piece of paper. But they kept school in session and school buildings open all weekend. Didn't want to close the school. Nobody's talked about limiting air travel in America. There are some countries that are saying you can't travel to, but just shut it down for a while. If this is about a borderline quarantine by not allowing spectators in, then why not protect the players, support staff, the arena support staff, and just not play the games? If the coronavirus gets to that point in America, if we get to that level that you can't have mass gatherings and you're going to shut down sports, because I haven't heard about shutting down presidential rallies on both sides of the aisle. Nobody, I know some churches are talking about you know, not sharing the community wine or shaking hands and, you know, doing a fist bump or a forearm in church. I get that. But at what point do you not start shutting down factories or high rises or skyscrapers with 80 floors of different businesses all touching the same elevator or bathrooms on a certain floor or doors when they come in or a parking garage? It just seems that the timing of the start of baseball, NBA, NHL going into their playoff seasons, March Madness, you know, outside of the Super Bowl, what is it, second biggest sporting event in America? Just it it seems that sports is under attack more than logical things that should be shut down or limited. If there is this pandemic slash epidemic on the way. So do you agree with LeBron? He says if there's no spectators, no fans, he's not playing. Should they even play the games? If they're going to have empty arenas. You can join in one 855 cbs That's 1-855-212-4227. Tweet me at Saturday Huge on Twitter. Nick in Minnesota, thanks for the wait. And you're on the Saturday Night Huge show. I would uh, disagree with LeBron. I think the, the proactive step is to empty the facilities. But the fabric of the country is to still play the games. I think it's a step to help protect the athletes because, really, it's the 20,000 people in the building it's the concession stand workers and the ushers and the support staff and, you know, a thousand staff members to make sure that event happens. You take all of that out and you can pretty much assure with the medical staff that follows these teams and these facilities that you've, you know, cleaned that facility well enough for these athletes to perform. So all of us sitting at home and instead of watching nothing or watching reruns, at least we still get to watch the athletes perform. Might not be an in arena experience, but for the fabric of the country, we're still cheering for our home teams, cheering for the sports we love, and the game still goes on. You look at shortly after 9/11, and what was the first things 
that they said, we need to go on, we need to exist. And it wasn't uh, very long after uh, that tragic uh, day and in, in events that sports were back playing because our country needs that. That's, that's part of our fabric. That's what we do. Nick, thanks for your huge opinion in Minnesota to start this hour. Okay, if we're going to try and limit the spread of the coronavirus through not having spectators in arenas, then we need to limit air travel to and from areas in America with high numbers of coronavirus cases and to countries to and from you just shut it down completely. And I know that's been happening on some levels. He just shut it down. What about, like I said, those sky skyscrapers with 80 different floors and different businesses, the mass transit, all these things? I mean, I, I'm not here for the fear factor side, but I just don't get how sports is the only answer to controlling the coronavirus. And you've had South by Southwest, they're talking about Coachella and Palm Springs, uh, whether or not that's going to go on South by Southwest uh, festival, music festival in Miami. There's other, you know, legal conventions. There's D.C. conventions. I, I get a lot of people are postponing them because of the travel and people coming in from all over. So if that is the biggest concern, the unknown, then then you have to limit the the air travel. You know, if you're Johns Hopkins and you're you're worried about a viral outbreak, don't you shut down your school for a couple weeks? I told you earlier, Stanford's going to do that. Add two weeks on, or two weeks off, and online classes and online, I think, finals for their winter quarter or semester, whatever they call it, at Stanford. My point here, doing a sports show on CBS Sports Radio, being a father of five kids, two grown, three at home at 12, 13, and 14, which is a joy for me, away from any coronavirus conversation. My concern is, okay, this really seems to be centered on sports. If you're in an area just... Shut down the schools. People work from home. That's what you do. Mass transit in that area is shut down temporarily. I know it will affect some people on getting to work, but, man, there's there's different avenues beyond sports that should happen with sports. I just believe if you're going to do the games when an arena has to be empty because of a Outbreak of a disease. Playing those games seems incredibly shallow. I don't think they'll be entertaining. I don't think they'll be a diversion. They're being played to make sure TV contracts are being honored and those pro leagues are getting a check. Let's go to Steve in San Francisco listening on KNBR here on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Thank you for taking my call. I have to say that I disagree with about everything you say. And, you know, a couple of things. I, your last caller who made the point about the fabric of our country and going on, I think, was a great point. But 
I don't think this is about revenue. I don't think it's about so many things. Um, we're in a very litigious society. So I understand when the NCAA or the NBA says we're going to not let people in the arena, and I get that. But, you know, for myself, I would have no problem going to the arena. And I don't think the players should worry about playing because, you know, some of the healthiest people in the country, in the world, they're not, even if they get the coronavirus, they're not going to die from it. You know, the people who are dying from this virus are people with weakened immune systems, people in their 70s and 80s, you know, premier athletes in their 20s and 30s. Even if they get this, it's like getting the flu. Do you agree, disagree? What do you think? Well, and Steve, I appreciate your huge opinion in San Francisco. And I I really, it doesn't offend me if people say they don't agree with me. I did say, when you say litigious society, I opened up our broadcast tonight that the fear of lawsuits, that if a university sends a team to the NCAA tournament in an area with a high concentration, few areas have that right now in the U.S. with the coronavirus, and some of their athletes or coaches or pet band or cheerleaders would contract the virus and die, then that university... They want to avoid lawsuits. They have lawyers. Everybody has lawyers. My point is that to tell spectators to not come to an arena, you have got to have medical proof that the outbreak in that area is imminent. And if you don't know, and the unknown is so big to keep the fans out, There is no reason to play the games. No reason at all. And I'm telling you as a sports fan, I have no interest in watching a game in an empty stadium. It's kind of like not wanting to watch the XFL right now. Or watch preseason football when it's dead as a doornail. If our focus in this country has to be about quarantines or containing a potential deadly virus, then you just cancel the games. NBA would have, I know they might have to push the draft into early August. I know you get to arenas who have concerts and different events. You have to find a way to work around that. Scheduling should not be an issue if the coronavirus in America is an imminent threat to public health. That's my point. And I don't care who agrees or disagrees with me. I don't. I don't. If a school is going to tell spectators they can't come to a D3 NCAA tournament game at Johns Hopkins, but they're not going to shut down their school, I find that to be a bunch of BS. I do. And if you're so concerned about public health in that arena that you're still going to play the games, why are you playing those games? Why? One reason. One reason. Money. And we we hear these speeches, oh, we're so concerned about public safety, public health. 
Oh, we are just, we're going to, we're monitoring it. We got an NCAA medical panel, but we still might play the games with no fans. Or we're going to do that at the D3 level. That's what I, I don't get, folks. And that's what I think LeBron James is saying. I ain't playing if there's no fans. There's no reason to play the games. And I've asked you that question. Do you agree or disagree with LeBron James or my stance that there's no reason to play the games if you don't allow spectators in? You tell me, 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Huge Bill Simonson. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 1-855-212-4227, is sponsored by GEICO. Whether you own or rent, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at geico.com easy. Making it easy for me, the final two hours, producing the show back at CBS Sports Radio New York City, McKeon and Graceffo. McKeon and I were just talking about what the NHL has done. And again, it's not a threat of no spectators. They don't like that idea. But from the Gabriel Fernandez story at CBSSports.com, I read, in one of the bolder moves that an American sports league has made out of concern surrounding the spread of the coronavirus, the NHL will close the team dressing rooms to media for the time being, according to multiple reports. The decision was made as a result of a recommendation from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention per multiple reports Formal press conferences will still be held. This is not the first decision done out of concern for the disease. The NHL has already implemented a policy where league office employees are banned from traveling outside of the U.S. and Canada. Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly spoke on possible plans with regards to the Stanley Cup playoffs if the growing threat of the virus continues to worsen. He considered going the route of the NCAA and holding games without fans was a bit too much. I think it's very unlikely, knock on wood, I'm hopeful, that we would progress to a stage where we have to consider something that dramatic, Daly told ESPN, but certainly everything is possible. And we have to look at all possible contingencies. If it gets to that point, we will be ready. So there you go. Now the NHL. No media may send out who they want to send out, and they're worried about reporters who travel all around or if you get foreign reporters in a locker room. NBA may follow suit. So we discussed what LeBron said, and McKee and I were or McKeon and I were discussing what the NHL is doing. I think next up is Major League Baseball. And what will they do? I think there's a lot of wait and see. And who moves first? So the NHL begins with this move. And they already put out there, they don't like the no spectators. I I think no spectators, when you are at the top of 
the sports food chain in your sport to have your games on TV with no fans, your best teams, is crazy talk. That's my opinion. What do you think about sports with no fans? NBA may be going that route. The NHL looks like they won't go that route. You never know, but they have contingencies, as Bill Daly, the deputy commissioner, mentioned. LeBron says he ain't playing with no fans in the arenas. Where do you stand on it? 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Let's go to Chris in Houston, Texas. Listening on AM 610 here on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Yeah, I mean, again, I agree with pretty much uh, or disagree with everything you said. Uh, Number one, LeBron James won't even play when he's healthy. I mean, he's taking every seventh or tenth night off or whatever. So, I mean, it's your job. It's a contract. So I don't see what the big deal is. What if the doctors just stop showing up? You know, what what if everybody just stops showing up for work because of every risk or whatever the case may be? So, um if you're watching TV, it's a pretty low possibility that you're going to get anything through the network signals. So that would probably be the better option to watch sports if all this stuff is going around. So, yeah, I disagree. I mean, you got a job. You're getting paid 50 bazillion dollars. I mean, you know, just 20, 30 years ago, they were getting pennies on the dollar compared to what's going on right now. So do your job, play. And, I mean, TV would be the safest way to enjoy these sports. Chris, I appreciate your opinion. Thanks for listening on AM610 down in Houston. Let's go up to Milwaukee and Josh. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, hello. I I, I agree. I think that uh, sports are, are being singled out. Uh, I, I went to Walmart today, and if you've ever been to Walmart on a Saturday afternoon, I'm pretty sure more people visit Walmart and attend our uh, Division Three basketball tournament game. But um, I also wanted to uh, say that um, I think that if they do leave the spectators out of the arenas, that is a money-driven decision, but it only makes sure that your your higher-ups are still getting their uh, – their paycheck um, with ticket takers, your consistent stand workers, your hourly wage workers, those guys aren't going to get paid, and many of those employees live check, you know, to check. So I was just wondering what you thought about that. Hey, thanks, Josh. Appreciate the huge opinion from Milwaukee. Yeah, you, you know, the arena open, you're not going to need concessions. You'd probably just need security and some of the employees who change out, you know, basketball floors to a, if you play hockey in a building or a concert's coming or some other event. I just, it's, I like what the NHL says. They don't like the idea of playing with no fans. I, you're the premier sport, you know, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, you know, NFL, if we get to that point in the fall in the world. Now, like I told Graceffo and McKeon, I, you know, I'm from Michigan, so I watch the Pistons and Tigers and Wings, and there's no fans in the stands. But I don't watch those games. I don't. I DVR him because I do a statewide show in Michigan, but you know, I didn't watch the Jazz and the Pistons tonight. I, there's just no juice. I, you want to see the Rockets, Chris in Houston, who is listening? Rockets and the Lakers with no fans. Come on. No way. 
Let's go to Joe in Ohio. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Uh, yeah, I just want to talk about how it's totally going to change the atmosphere of the game if they don't allow fans in the stadium. Because that's what the NBA players or MLB players, whoever plays, you know, that's what they're driven by. Yeah, they play for their team that they're playing for, but they also play for the fans that are there. So this coronavirus, yeah, I get it's a big epidemic right now, but it's, I mean, the flu kills more people than what the coronavirus has so far. And I just don't find it to be that big of an epidemic. I kind of feel like it's a lot of smoke and mirrors in a sense that, yeah, it's a big deal, but it's not as big as what they're making it. So taking away the fans and the game and the stadium to where the players are not just playing for the, you know, the team and everything and their owners, but they're also playing for the fans. And taking that away just changes the whole atmosphere of the game and then changing the NCAA schedule then with you know, the NCAA tournament coming around. It's just going to change the whole realm of basketball and you know, sports throughout you know, the rest of the year. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, to me, I, I don't think it warrants changing anything yet. I, I I thought, you know, D3 basketball tournament, you're going to get what, as the gentleman said, more people in a shopping mall. Are you, are you closing malls? Are you are you slowing down air traffic? I I just think sports are because it's conversational, right? I I I just there and then there's some concerts and there are some conventions like I said being South by Southwest or looking at Coachella's music festival in Miami I I get that but man schools workplace there's so much more what's interesting looking at the NCAA men's tournament first and second rounds they're in Albany New York. State of emergency was declared for the coronavirus. Spokane, Washington, with the, I think, the highest concentration of people who have died from the coronavirus. St. Louis, Missouri, Tampa, Florida, Cleveland, Ohio, and Greensboro, North Carolina. That's first and second rounds. Sweet 16 and Elite 8, New York City. Houston, Texas, Los Angeles, and Indianapolis. Final four in Atlanta. The Spokane, Washington one could be where they're looking to possibly change that. That would be my guess. And... I don't know New York. What was New York? Graceffo, you're in New York. Uh, that's the second round. Well, not second round, second weekend, Sweet 16 Elite A. What What are they saying in New York? Was it four or six cases in the New York City area? Was that correct? Coronavirus? I believe so, Bill. Yeah, something. Uh, uh, there wasn't a major number, but, you know, New York is the largest city in America. And who knows? The unknown. That That's the entire wild card in this coronavirus sports conversation the not knowing that is 
You have the biggest poker table when it comes to sports and commissioners across the board, every sport. NCAA, individual universities, small schools, Johns Hopkins, Chicago State to big schools. You don't know. So do you err on the side of caution? Do you cancel games? That is what is going on privately behind closed doors right now. If you want to join in, we have about an hour and 15 minutes together. 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. What do you think about playing the games with no spectators if we get to that point? NBA really has been the first one, at least with that leaked memo, to discuss it and say prepare for it. LeBron says he ain't playing. How do you feel about any of our games? And I'll talk short-term window the next 30, 60 days. Maybe even the Olympics without fans. Answer that question at 1-855-212-4CBS. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. We are back live across North America. We hook up each and every Saturday night across the U.S. and Canada and 355 radio stations. We're based on huge opinions, yours and mine. I love McKeon's opinions, Graceffo. Uh, we'll get their thoughts on playing games with no spectators in the building. NBA sent out a memo telling teams to prepare to play with no spectators. The NHL has just banned the media from the dressing rooms. Bill Daly, deputy commissioner, said he didn't like the idea of playing with no spectators. NCAA first stop with no spectators. Johns Hopkins for a D3 first and second round basketball event there in Baltimore. You tell me. We watch the games because I... As a listener from 93.7 FM in Pittsburgh said, and, and I totally agree, you, you can look at a a venue where they got 10,000 people in a 50,000-seat stadium and they're a dog team and they're having a god-awful year and chances are you're not going to watch, okay? I'll say that the Detroit Tigers would be a perfect example. But if you have the best, you know, LeBron take it on Zion, and it's the Western Conference playoffs, and you have nobody in the building, I'm sorry. It's going to be like watching a practice, right? Anthony Nicholas drops a tweet at Saturday Huge. I doubt King James' contract guarantees fans in the stands He is under contract to play basketball. To not be the greatest of all time, he sure tries to flex his muscles like he is. Hashtag play ball. Uh, I hate Snapchat is in Federal Way, Washington. Tweets at Saturday Huge. May as well cancel St. Patrick's Day. And since NASCAR teams are currently on a western swing, keep them out west so they don't bring it back east. At coronavirus. Well, I thought coronavirus might have its own Twitter account and have like 
40 million followers. <laughs> oh, this world is crazy, isn't it? From Grand Junction, Colorado, Kyle King tweets at Saturday Huge. I agree with you. They should cancel the games if there are no fans. Also, you're the only one bringing up the campaign rallies. These should be canceled as well. Can't If you're going to cancel games in an area, so let's say I'm, I don't know if the NBA is going to do this across the board if it's in areas where there's more of a coronavirus outbreak. Well, I hope all the schools are canceled in that area. I hope everybody's working from home and that mass transit and the airports also, also have limited accessibility. Why are you just going to do it for the basketball arena? What's that going to do? Come on. I am one of the only guys bringing up what are just Common sense points. Kevin DeBolt tweets at Saturday Huge. Hey, athletes have elderly parents and grandparents. Yeah, they say they're going to check for fever. Doctors, before the players can play, even the refs can ref. Caleb B. He's listening in Lafayette, Louisiana. He tweets at Saturday Huge, your last caller didn't account for the fact that the players have young kids and old parents they go around. It's not just about their health, but whom they end up around. Uh, Greg Kellogg tweets at Saturday Huge. This is interesting. April 29th, 2015, White Sox and the Orioles played with no fans in the stands due to the riots. In Baltimore at the time, how awkward was that to hear no fans cheering for a hit or booing a bad call? Reschedule or cancel the games. It's not fun to watch without the fans. DeBay or DeBia comments, by the time there is agreement to close down sports, it will be too late. If it expands uncontrolled, we are bleeped. At least the vulnerable. Microbiology and public health MSU grab or grad. It's a very tough call. At some point soon, we may all need to stay home for two weeks. That's my point. And I'm agreeing with you, Dabia. I'm saying that if you're going to get to the point in an arena that 20,000 people can't show up, well, then their families shouldn't be going to school. They shouldn't be going to work. They shouldn't be on a plane. They shouldn't be on mass transit. If you're shutting down sports, there are much more important things that need to be shut down if you're going down the sports path. Thank you for the great feedback from the audience. It's not an easy topic. It's obvious. You want to join in? 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Chris in New Hampshire. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hi. How you doing? Good. And yourself? Doing good. Interesting conversation tonight. It is. It is. So, opinions. We all have them. Uh, No, I agree. If you're not going to have fans in the stands, don't play. As an ex-player, it kind of seems like 
more so the fact that you're not going to feed off of the fans. As a player, you feed off of the fans. So it's going to turn into a glorified scrimmage or, or practice. I don't agree with LeBron saying it's for the fans, strictly because what do you fit into a stadium? 30, 40,000 people? You got three, four million people watching it on TV. Play for the fans, you're going to play because you got more fans watching than you do in the arena, right? My guess would be this, Chris, and thanks for the call for New Hampshire. Like I said, if you're going to ban people from being in an arena, then everybody better be staying home from work and the kids from school. No mass transit runs that day or for that week or for two weeks, and the airports aren't running in that town. If you get to the point that mass gatherings can't take place. Pittsburgh Gray is listening in, I think it's Wharton, West Virginia. He tweeted, if you want to watch a game with no fans in the building, that's not much more than watching practice. Totally agree. Kenny Lane tweets, greed is literally going to be the end of mankind. The crazy part is there are so few people with that kind of crazy money, yet we are going to let this minority get us killed for their money. Talking about the players in the leagues playing with no spectators. Cole commented, remember how eerie it was when the Orioles played in an empty stadium? They didn't even play in an empty stadium after 9-11. They canceled and then played in full stadiums. Pro sports leagues handled these things. By the seat of their pants, no contingency plans. So you can join in with your thoughts. Tweet me at Saturday Huge on Twitter. We have less than an hour Uh, together, and then at 2 a.m. Eastern, make sure you spring forward. But we we don't need to do that anymore because with everything so digital, I I don't have to change a clock in my truck. Your phone changes automatically. My appliances change. It used to be you have to go around the house in your vehicle and change the clock. You don't need to do that fall or spring. We got to do it here in about 66 minutes. What about playing games with no spectators in America? Here are your huge opinions at 1 855 212 for CBS and at Saturday Huge on Twitter. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 